Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. So I had a really decent week. I'm sorry that I didn't do this yesterday, but yesterday was actually my wife and I's 12th anniversary. And so we wanted to do something together and hang out all day. And I was too tired to get back. I couldn't do the podcast, so I did it today. So that's why this is a day late. Um, I just... You know, it was a great time. We went to the zoo. We had lunch. We, we kind of walked around a little bit around the city, and it was just kind of just a good time together. And ended up watching a movie together, and it's just you know it was a really good day. And yep, and I, like I tell you guys, you know, those days you make them how how you want them. Some people think they have to be super romantic, but a lot of times it's just being able to spend time with your wife. That's all you need. And uh, going to the zoo was pretty cool. Uh, nothing too incredibly amazing. Um, I, you know, I, I remember growing up and went to this one zoo that I loved a lot in New York, and they had like the, like the wolf's den. It was really neat. You had like this huge platform that went all the way around, like good distance, and all the wolves were down below. It was pretty cool. Anyway, so today, so therefore why this is going to be kind of not continuing with the prayer thought is because I didn't really get a chance much time to really prepare for that due to preparing for hanging out with her and plus I did other things this weekend. But first of all, we still don't have a house yet, so keep praying for that. Secondly, um, just put all the pieces together. Like it's it's... Like we don't mind that it's taking a little longer to get there, but God has been showing us what we want to do with our ministry. We want to be more of a discipleship geared ministry that's focused on training and building up people, giving resources for churches, helping them find Bible studies or whatever it may be to help them be able to treat, you know, teach and train their their people and stuff. And we even want to provide that, but you know, two, two things we want to do is a men's and women's ministry. So God's been kind of putting all those pieces together and just having us really narrow down the ideas and, 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 and getting to that point. So it's been really neat to see how God's been kind of moving. So anyway, this episode is going to be actually about TikTok Christian. And some of you may understand where I'm going to be heading in, you know, into this whole discussion. Others, of you might be a little bit like, I don't get it, but anyway, that's okay. <clears throat> and you, you know, if you've spent time on Facebook or on social media, TikTok is used. Now, for those of you that don't know what TikTok is, it's basically a Chinese-owned app, but it's a social media that has been massively used by content creators, streamers, to, you know, artists, to cooks, to people who want to get noticed, to exercise videos, to, I mean, you could just name as much stuff as you want. And there's good things and there's really bad things. But the concern about the TikTok Christian and why I want to express this is because there is also a lot of anti-God, anti-Christian, and all for the world teachings that your kids, your younger generations that you know, you know, supposedly the Gen Z group has brought up and is TikTok. And we got to understand that in scripture, 
scripture itself, there is warning for us to be mindful to always stick back to the word. So that being said, what would be a TikTok Christian? Well, the concern is we have been creating generations of younger generations. Like I'm in the middle. So the generation just underneath me was probably be the first of many to be brought up with, you know, tablets, phones, smartphones that they had access to the internet constantly. And so they are going to be brought up with a lot of social media teachings and ideas and, and, and internet sensations. Like when YouTube came out and Facebook and you got Instagram, you got, you know, TikTok that came and you, you got all these different Twitter, all of this has become the ideology and theology for many people. You know, people won't believe the news unless it's on Twitter. And as we can see in the past few years, we could see who's been influencing a lot of social media direction, right? That being said, what we have to be concerned about is the younger generations teaching. Because if the churches have been doing what they were supposed to be doing, which is discipling, we have also not really, I, I want to use the word help, but it's more like we haven't really trained people to be aware of social media's influence on how they live. You know, we talked about the armor of God and, and we talked about how like just penetrating through the shield by, you know, the world penetrates just enough to shake your faith. And then suddenly it's getting into your mind and your heart. What happens if your faith is also a representation of what you're hearing on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, social media? How much of it is geared to even, and like we, we want to talk about younger generations, but we got, I have, 2020, the majority that I saw changing everything were older people. So don't think just because you're in your 60s and your 50s and, you know, my generation in our 40s, don't think that you have been, you know, blocked or, you know, you're safe because I've never heard so much teaching that was pulling context out to fit an agenda as much as I did in 2020. And these are by people that I trusted people. I believe that were strong Christians that were jumping on this bandwagon for the agenda. And now, you know, you see that and you go back and you look at how TikTok Christians are being like formatted by the teachings on there by people who are trying to push their agenda or trying to de like uh, deconstruct and, and, and to redesign our faith by making these doubtful concepts by making bad <laughs> arguments, but it fits the culture enough to be able to pull people to start questioning their faith. 
Because you remember, I told you that our shield, our shield is the first form of defense outside of prayer. And if you can change the way our faith sees God or sees Christianity, because we're, we're, we're starting to not really look at, hey, am I hurting God? We're looking at what is Christianity supposed to be today? All of this is really connected to the whole push of progressiveness, the new ageism that's inside, modelism, emergent church teachings that are from the, you know, 2000s into 2011. All of that is starting to show itself very real in what we see. You know, if we go to uh, Micah 6, this is the description of what we're supposed to be like. Starting in verse 6. I don't know if I said chapter 6, but verse 6. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, will ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O oh man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. You see, the imagery here is that we are supposed to be humbly falling down in our knees, recognizing how great our God is. Understanding who is the Lord of our life. And in today's culture, the teaching is not that. We're not focusing on the fear of God. We're not focusing on the desire to fall before our knees and humble repentance and change in our life before God. No, no, no. The idea behind the TikTok social media agenda is to make you question your faith. How do you fit in today's modern world when technically it is a postmodern? Because we don't live in facts, we live in opinions. We live in uh, certain interpretations that fit the agenda of today. Do you support A? Do you support B? Do you support C? Because if you don't, now you're of the old guard. You're of the old ways. You are like you're in the perspective of hate because you don't accept A, B, and C. So now you have these TikTok Christians who are going to these social medias to get a better understanding instead of going to where they're supposed to be going to, the source, the Bible. You see, Micah was talking about how we're supposed to be like, it doesn't matter how much what we do, how much we give to God. It's about humbly coming before God, loving kindness and doing what is just. And that justice does not mean social justice, that justice is standing for following the law, obeying God, doing what we're supposed to be doing. That is right. That is good, righteous and good. That's obeying what God has asked us to do, doing what we're supposed to be doing. It's the mindset that we're supposed to have. Even as a Christian, we're supposed to obey God 
You're supposed to trust in him. We're supposed to have faith in him. We're supposed to follow him. We're supposed to do what is good, what is righteous, what is upright. And yet, we're more, more willing to follow a TikTok person, a streamer, content creator, not the scriptures. It doesn't mean that there is not content creators, there's not YouTubers or TikTok people who are actually following the scriptures, doing what's right. But you got to understand, if you don't know God's word, how do you depict what is right and what is wrong or what is teaching you away from the truth versus to the truth? It's very simple today to be easily influenced and to fall away from what we're supposed to be as a Christian because we want to be relevant. We want to be accepted and we don't want to look like we hate people because we're creating this ideal that if you are following the Bible straight up, you are hating other people for the way they live. No, that's a lie. That is a device of the world. That is device of the enemy. You standing up for truth is going to be what we're supposed to be doing. A workman not ashamed of the faith of the gospel. Living by faith. People aren't going to necessarily like us. They're not going to be like, oh, you are right because you are showing yourself as this amazing Christian. No, what they're going to see is that you don't agree with them, but as the Holy Spirit moves in them because of how you live, that's a different thing. A lot of times in today's churches, we're teaching that you and I have to have the ability to be able to change a person's mind. When we forget is we're supposed to be the salt and light. We're supposed to be the, the voice, the speakers, the trained like disciples. So when someone comes, Hey, I want to learn how to be a Christian. You should be able to be able to help them not have to send them to your church. You should be able to do it. But two people who are against Jesus and against the scriptures, against the gospel, they're going to be watching you and seeing how you act, react, and treat people. And if you look like the world, what do you think they will think about Christianity or about who God is? It's very simple thinking, but very strong thinking. So we're going to take a really quick break and come right back to this right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah. 
Hey Warriors, welcome back to the second half. <clears throat> I realized I forgot to take my allergy pills and I was starting to feel it. So I had to go and do that real quick before I continued on. Um, so the idea is that we've been talking about the influence that we're starting to see on a lot of the younger generations. So the question still beckons is what are we supposed to do about it? Well, one, I'm going to read from Psalms 119. 105 to 109. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I am sworn and often confirmed it to keep your righteousness, righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my free will offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. It all goes back to the idea that we need to train our young people. Older people need to get their minds back into the scriptures. It's all about getting back to the Bible. But the Bible is so boring is what most people will say. That's where training people comes in. It doesn't have to be boring. But you also have to be super careful to not make it be something that it's not. You know, many of us would go, but when doesn't Bethel and Elevation Church and, and all them, aren't they making it exciting? Because look at all the people that are coming to their church and supporting them and the music. In some ways, you're kind of right, but in many ways, you're very much wrong. See, here's the kicker. I honestly think that when you look over to a so-called, for example, a Baptist church that's teaching the biblical word, there is opportunity for them to be more than just that. Every church I've ever been to that has been Baptist for where I'm from in Colorado always has the same line. We are so focused on making sure that no one sins that we forget about how to build relationships. So we make rules like you have to wear a tie shirt and pants if you're going to speak. We make rules like you can't listen to certain music. We make rules like dancing is evil. We make rules that going to movie theater is evil. We make rules about everything that we can think of because it's all about this quote unquote is the avoidance, but technically it's the control or trying to make it be a lot harder for someone to sin. But that's not the job of the church. The job of the church is to confront sin. It is for us to, if we see our brother or sister in sin to confront them. But it's not our jobs to be gatekeepers. That is the father's job and his own home as the leader, a husband. And it's the job of yourself to make sure you're reading the scripture, spending time with God's word and praying and growing. But it's not the church's job to, t to, to control your family. You, you as the husband and, and even the wife of the family should be protecting your home because you're both spending, spending time in God's word. You're both praying over your kids. You're praying over each other. You are with each other, you know, keeping each other accountable. Which is why I always keep saying men's groups and women's groups will help with all that because that's what they're supposed to be doing. But we have kind of created the image of appearing Christian versus 
being Christian. So now a lot of our younger generations, because they were put in such a strict legalistic culture, they think freedom is not doing that. And so now they brought up kids who are being brought up by TikTok and being taught all this other stuff. And because they're not going back with their kids and saying, hey, we're going to watch this together and then we're going to talk about what the Bible says. See, this, this is that discipleship training that I'm talking about. We should be telling our kids, spending time with our kids in scripture and teaching and talking about current events and stuff. Now, I know there's some families where the kids probably have not really been involved in all that kind of stuff, but there's a lot of families in the United States that have a lot. And I'm grateful for the families who have done a great job to take care of their family. You know, that is amazing. And I'm, I'm encouraged to know that they are do that they have done that. But I do believe we have a lot more families who have not. And so now they have kids being brought with different ideologies. And now we're sitting here watching this happen. And basically, instead of helping them help them, come back to how they can do it. The church has not been training very well in how to train families. So now we have men and women. They're like, Oh, I don't know how to be a dad. I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know how to be a wife. And this is the key time for discipleship. There should be a really heavy focus on how to build men to be godly men, how to build women to be godly women. And then help them as they're bringing up kids to help them learn how to train their young men and their young women to grow up to be men of God and women of God. See, the TikTok is doing that for you. The problem is if you're not paying attention, they're getting taught things that they shouldn't be taught. So instead of seeing these young people growing up to be for God and chasing after God, they're all about supporting all these ideologies and supporting these uh, agendas and getting behind saving the world instead of telling the world about what Jesus did to save the world. You'll find them more interested in supporting an organization that saves the seals than seeing them talking to their friends about Jesus. You'll see boys rather play video games with their friends than watching how they speak in front of their friends because they want to look cool with their friends. And the funny part is I see this in adults. Now, we always point at younger generation, younger generation, just like I was pointed when I was younger. Oh, it's a younger generation, but it's no. It's all generations. Older should be helping the younger and the younger can still teach the older. Just because you're 70 years old does not mean you figured it all out. Yes, you have your valuable experience and yes, you have learned much. But sometimes even a 28-year-old can learn 
way more than a seven-year-old could because of what they've been through and have a better understanding of God. But if the older generation is not reaching down to the younger generation to teach them the truth, like Timothy was told to make sure that the older are doing that with the younger, then you're missing out on opportunity to train up young men and young women for God because they're going to be taught by those who are willing to speak to them. And those people are going to be on TikTok and on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube, even though I know many, many, many young people do not use YouTube or Facebook these days. But the idea is that it's there. There is these social medias that are teaching them to think A, B, Z, F, G, K, L, M ideas like they are being very fruitful and they're doing constant videos and reteaching and rethinking and reprogramming your kids to think differently than what you have been training them up and guess what it doesn't matter how much you are teaching them the influence that these social media people have are going to affect your kids, the younger generation, because what they see is that the older generation doesn't have any fire behind them. I've talked about my parents and I miss how they were when they were in New York and how excited they were about church and Bible studying and stuff like that. There was a lot of fire, but I know a lot of things have happened in our family that that fire is not necessarily the same, but I'm starting to see that a little bit again. But the thing is, that's the point is that as we get older, it's like we kind of forget that we're still training people because the churches haven't been teaching that. Churches are saying you have to have a pastor's degree to train. And it's like, no. Discipleship is training other people so that they can train other people so they can train other people. Now, it is the job of the person entitled with pastor to train. And that's what they're supposed to be doing and counsel and care for people and be there for people and encourage people and and to kind of take the grunt of, is it the grunt? Forget what the word I'm trying to think of, but take the full hit. A lot of things that does go on in the spiritual battlefield. And so it is hard for a pastor. But that's part of the job to minister, to go, go, go and meet people, to get to know people and to reach out and network and talk with them and, and share the gospel. And, and like, I, I, like, it's amazing. Like there's a lady that I've recently met that I just mentioned something about what my wife and I are doing. And she opened up about where she's at in her walk, trying to understand who Jesus is. You see, you don't know what, what kind of opportunities that God's going to open up for you until it happens. And that's the thing. If we are sitting here thinking that just going to church and bringing our kids to church and uh, seeing our young people in church and seeing the older people come to church is enough, you are wrong. Three hours a week versus the rest of the week is not going to help them stay true and walk in the path they're supposed to be walking. Showing up for a 45 minute Bible study is not enough to help them stay true to their walk. It's 
sending your kids to youth group it's not going to help them stay on the walk it's how you lead your family it is how you live for christ with your family it's how you represent the scriptures to your family it's about all of us as individuals staying true to the path that God has led before us. It is like in Psalm says, thy word is, well, I'm thinking of King James Version, but thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That is God's word. Now I'm going to go to 2 Timothy 2. We remind them, oh, sorry, verses 14 through 17. Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does not does no good, but only ruins the hearts. Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved. Workers who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handing the word of truth, but avoid irrelevant babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness and their talk will spread like gangrene. You see, we need to be really careful because there is teachings out there teaching us stuff that isn't biblically true because we don't spend enough time in God's word. We don't handle the word of truth. I should say rightly handling the word of truth. We have spent so much time willing to listen and hear what people have to say, but we don't open up our Bibles. We don't read the scriptures. We don't study the scriptures. We don't go and try to find understanding of what we're talking about. And so we become really good at cherry picking verses for context that we want it to mean. And we twist words to fit our interpretation of what it should mean. And then we get TikTok Christians who don't spend anything, any time in God's word, barely pray, barely go to church, don't really hang out with other good Christian people, but hang out with whoever because they think that, hey, you know, I'm a Christian and nothing of this world's going to bother me. But what they don't realize is that they're slowly getting influenced by the world's delights, the world's logic, the world's theology. And it starts breaking down that shield of faith, which then starts breaking down all the other parts of the armor of God. And you start seeing that their armor isn't, isn't like it should. It looks like the world. They may have the, the jersey that they have over the tabard they have over that says, I'm a Christian. But the armor doesn't look like it. doesn't represent it. And this is where a lot of the progressive movement and the new ageism that's in churches have been able to exploit. Because it's about the me and how I can become spiritual versus how do I fear God? How do I humble myself before God and do as he has asked me to do? Because I love him first. Because I'm willing to obey him. I'm his follower. He is my God. 
and I drop down in my knees and I pray for forgiveness. I pray for clarity. I pray for understanding of him. No, today, our culture, our Christian culture in the influence of all the social medias is about the self-help Christians. We need to be very aware, guys, very aware how we could protect our families. Being very aware, and I can tell you this, the answer is not removing all social media from all the phones and having control over that because that's teaching opportunities that you're letting disappear. You need to be protectors by training your kids to protect themselves in that sense. It's very similar to self-control, not self-control, self-defense martial arts. You know, you, you send your kids to learn karate, taekwondo, whatever it may be, but you don't send them to stand there to watch the master teach without them learning, correct? The point of them going is to learn something to be able to protect themselves. It is similar. If they don't understand why this person who's saying that they need to be accepted for who they are is wrong biblically, then how are they supposed to be able to stand firmly? If you want your kids to be able to say, I love God first and I'm humbly falling in you know, my knees to God, how are they supposed to do that if you're not teaching them why that's important? And you're not teaching them why when someone else is telling them that, you know, that, you know, Christianity is an old religion. You're just a bunch of stuck up snobs that don't understand today. How are they supposed to be able to stand firm in the faith if you don't teach them this is why? Because I know many people, the answer is to remove, remove, remove. But then when your kids are adults on their own, guess what they're going to go do? Guess where they're going to go hang out? So you need to prepare them for the why part because they need to stand firm in the faith, just like you are, just like you're wanting to. So don't blow opportunities to train and teach. Maybe even ask some questions like, hey, you know, do you do you listen to TikTok and who do you listen to? And what do you notice about some of the things you're seeing? And and be be reasonable. Like you don't want them to feel like if they say anything, you're gonna ban them because that's not the point. You got to, you want to know they got to be able to share. They got to know that you're not having an alternative plan outside of training them. And maybe even ask them, oh, you know. You probably have listened to this, huh? And you know, they share something. You say, oh, well, what do you think about that? And when they share their opinion, you say, oh, well, do you know the Bible talks about this? Because they need to know that the TikTok world is not the world. That is people trying to uh, make an agenda out to your kids, to yourself, to people. And guys and gals, this is not just for uh, for us to teach the children it's for you guys to be aware of what you're hearing be aware let's pray dearly father thank you for this time I ask that you bless this I ask that you use this i don't know why you wanted me to talk about this but i know that this is something important i know there's a lot of things going on and i know that there's a lot of influence going on and so i ask lord you help the men that are listening and even the women that might be listening 
to be prepared, to be aware, to be alert, to be careful, to be, you know, have their eyes open and to be willing to train and teach. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. I hope you guys have a blessed week and I will see you next time. God bless.